0: I mean, sometimes people ask me like, what advice do you give people starting their own business? And I would say, just continually follow what feels like the most you expression of your business that without fail, you will never go wrong with that. I sometimes think to myself, oh man, you know, in the beginning, I really wanted to do YouTube and social media and put all my energy there. But I thought, no, I've got to like do these trade shows and beauty shows and And now I think, man, if I would have just followed my inclination, we'd probably have such a bigger audience at this point because it was in the beginning days of social media. So I can't emphasize enough to folks to like really follow what feels right for you in your body and then just know that it will turn out and you will magnetize people who love what you have to offer.
1: welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, beautiful people of the world. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And I'm also happy because I have on an amazing guest. And you know, it's funny when you have a podcast and you start inviting people into your world and into conversation and space that you have never met before or talked to. And you know, only what you can find on the internet or someone has shared with you about this person. And Katie Hess is one of those people that came up on my radar in my inbox. And for some reason, I was so drawn to learning more about her. And as I started to read her bio and and about what she does, I was like, Oh, I have got to get her on the podcast and talk to her and pick her brain and ask her all kinds of questions because she is a flower alchemist. How cool is that? Like what? I love it. I love it so much. And she's also an author She's just a badass. She is the author of a book called The Flower Revolution. Isn't that the best name? I just love that name. And she's also the founder of Lotus Way, the world's leading floral apothecary. The world's leading floral apothecary. I mean, seriously? And guess what? She's from Michigan. Somehow, some way in my walk of life, I end up crossing paths. Crossing paths with fellow Michiganders. And I love it. It does something for me. It does something for my soul. If you're from Michigan, you'll get it. If you're not, it's like a secret society of, you know, this underground situation. And a lot of Michiganders end up leaving because it's freaking cold. And You know, it's October, we're entering winter already. It's already in the 30s and it gets very cold, and we have very long, harsh winters here. So, a lot of people end up leaving, like Katie did, traveling the world, and she's landed herself in Arizona. But nevertheless, she's still a Michigan gal. And she's created a flower essence library. Okay, I have to share this with you because it's so cool. With elixirs now used by people in more than 50 countries. I'm obsessed with that. It makes me just so excited. She hosts the flower lounge podcast featuring experts in unconventional paths of self self self-awareness with listeners in over 75 countries. Katie is a serial bootstrapper. She leads a team of 15 and is founder of the self arising nature center in Phoenix, Arizona, a center for flower essence, education, experiences, and practitioner training. Does she sleep? I'm not sure. I may have asked her, but I don't even know. Like she does so many different things and she's so grounded and precious and her energy. You just have to keep listening to the episode because you're going to be in love and I learned so much about flower essence and the energy of flowers. She walked me through a meditation and I cried. It was beautiful. I I mean, this woman is magic. I don't even think I want to talk anymore because I really just want you to listen to this episode. It's that great. Um, It left me feeling all of the feels. So without further ado, plug in to not the outside world, jam out this episode as you're driving or walking. Yeah, definitely. This is a great walking one. If you're like out in nature and just chilling, um, tune into this episode. And if you love it as much as I did, please help us out by sharing either on your Instagram stories or heading over to iTunes and leaving us a review. We love the written reviews because then we can read what you have to say, but if you do share it on Instagram, make sure to tag katie at lotus way and then us at limitless soul life on the gram because that's how we do so enjoy this episode with katie s the flower alchemist i love that welcome katie to the limitless soul podcast i am thrilled to have you on today because we're going to be talking about flowers and i am so excited about that it's so great who doesn't like flowers yes (laughs) um I I was looking at your bio and all the things that you've accomplished and all the things that you do, and you're such a magical person. And I'm so excited to ask you about a how flowers became like the focal point of your life, and and what um, awakenings or realizations brought you to that work, but also your entrepreneurial experience too, because. You, I don't even know what a serial bootstrapper is, but (laughs) (laughs) it said that in your bio, and I'm like, okay, I need to know what that is. But yeah, you have so many employees, 15 employees, and you've been able to reach people in 75 countries, and you're just super chill as a cucumber. So I (laughs) I need to know all of the details on how to do this.
0: Um, yeah, it's kind of like a you know, like a swan. You know, they look really elegant, but underneath the water, they're like chugga, Totally. <laughs> so I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's some of that too.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: always. Um, yeah, so, so why don't
1: we start? Yeah, like why don't we start yeah. with telling me? I mean, let's see. Maybe a I few can, of your favorite things about yourself and your life, and a quick overview of yeah what you do, and then we're gonna just let yeah. it rip.
0: Yeah. I think most people are surprised when they, when they would think of like, you built a whole business around the energy of flowers. Like, what is that? Like, I've never heard of that. And, um, since I was a kid, I loved flowers. I love being in the woods. I was an only child. So I spent a lot of time around trees, but I never would conceive that I would actually build a business around it. And, um, but I did have this sense, like I remember from being seven years old, that that there was this big project I needed to work on. And all I needed to do was just like find the right people and plug into this thing that I was supposed to be doing. And it was really frustrating because I was seven years old. I was living in this teeny, tiny little town in northern Michigan, living on a lake. I'm from Michigan. You are?
1: I'm in Michigan right now. In no way. In the looking at trees in my room.
0: Oh my God. Where Michigan? are you from? is so beautiful it's like the uh i feel like it's the hidden gem of the united states like not many people go there for travel but it's like unbelievably paradise beautiful like especially the upper peninsula oh, my god i lived in saint Ignace or like outside okay. of saint Ignace for cool. four or five years uh up yeah up <laughs> so nice. gorgeous um and yeah I mean Michigan's incredibly beautiful. I remember picking wild blueberries and hunting morel mm-hmm. mushrooms and finding lady slipper orchids in the forest and trillium flowers. I have so many good memories from Michigan. Um so that was like formative, right? And my mm-hmm. mother was a forester, so I had such a deep love for nature, but it wasn't until I, you know, went through the obligatory academia, until I, you know, finally got booted out of college and then was like, now what am I supposed to do? I saw friends getting cell phone bills and mortgages and car payments and kind of getting strapped down. And mm-hmm. I thought, I really need to travel and really discover like, what am I actually here to do before I kind of root down? And so I, I traveled a lot. I lived in Mexico for several years. I lived in Europe for several years and Spain and Germany. I became fluent in Spanish and German. I traveled through Asia um, and I stumbled upon a teacher um, who was an expert in flower essences for decades? He's this guy from Madrid, Spain, and he was teaching in Mexico City. And I just like totally fell in love with this concept because I was looking for, like, what is my vehicle going to be? I want to help people reach their full potential. I could see around me that people were, you know, these incredible human beings, but were somehow held back by, like, patterns or self-limiting beliefs or insecurities. And so it was like, how can I help myself included and all of us break free from that? So I stumbled into this guy um, and basically two reasons why I got into this whole thing. One is I found it fascinating that every flower on the planet has a really specific benefit for us and it actually impacts our mind and our hearts and the way we feel. I mean, how cool is that? Right? Like some flowers make you laugh wildly and some make you want to sleep and some heal old childhood issues. I mean, it's like any, any issue you could dream up in your head that you might have, there's a flower for it. It's unbelievably profound and beautiful and complex and supportive. You know, like we always think we're like here alone with our challenges and our struggles. And does anybody really know how we feel? And it's like, my God, like there's a whole botanical realm out there that knows how we feel and offers antidotes everywhere to just bring in more ease and make it, you know, not such a struggle. Mm -hmm. So that was the first reason I fell in love. The second was that this particular fellow said, if we could get 3% of the world's population actively working with flower essences, that it would change the outcome of the future for our planet. And I was Totally blown away. You didn't talk much about like how that would change the future, but it sounded (laughs) you're like I'm in I'm in. It sounded really positive and you know, very, very, very impactful. And I think that number gave me hope. It was like I think so many of us feel like we've got to get everybody on board, right? Like we've got to turn everybody's minds toward awakening. When in fact, it's like one, two, three percent to create this massive ripple effect.
1: Uh,
0: so, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm sold. I'm going to bring this concept of flower essences back to the United States. And that's when, kind of like <laughs> that's when the world got interesting because I was so used to living in, in, in other places where, you know, like in Mexico if you're in a taxi and they say, what do you do? I work with flower essences. essencias de Flores. Like they know the difference between those and essential oils. Mm. It's very common knowledge and common in their culture. If you go to Europe, or you could be prescribed flower essences by your doctor. If you go to any pharmacy across the country of Australia, you will see flower essences. Really? But here's little old me coming back to the United States in 2001. And it was like, Nobody had heard of them or hardly anyone. Oh. <laughs> they just thought I was a quack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you.
0: Yeah, like Perfume. you do you, right, exactly. <laughs> and I really struggled in the beginning with my elevator pitch, you know, like I work with the energy, the frequency, and the I finally had to learn like take all that crap out of your vocabulary mm-hmm. and just really bring it down to earth for people in a way that they could experience. So for the first 10 years of my career, I worked with people one on one. And I just did therapy sessions. They come in what's working in your life, what's not working. And I would put together a bouquet and a bottle for them to take. They come back in three weeks, every three weeks. And I just got to the point where I was like, this is insanity. (laughs) How come more people do not know about this? Mm -hmm. Like literally people would come in and just like dump, right? Mm -hmm. We're human beings. We have stuff you know, and they'd come in with like laundry lists of 10, 15 things that were really weighing on them. And then we'd make flower essences. They'd come back in three weeks and it was like, their faces were different. Their body language was different. We'd go over the list of things and, you know, people would say like, well, I realized I can't control that. So I just let it go. I mean, it was like unbelievable to see people just like dumping their baggage so swiftly and effortlessly. And I thought, everybody should know about this. Um, So after about 10 years of doing that, I said, okay, I need to create something that it doesn't require me and my time. I need to make products that can be shipped Mm -hmm. all over the world because everyone in the world should have access to this kind of healing. Mm -hmm. And then that's where the other piece that you talked about came in, which is like teaching myself how to be an entrepreneur. I have no clue. I've never had a business. (laughs) I don't really come from a family of you know lots of business um so the next 10 years we're just sort of fumbling through the dark and figuring that out
1: yeah the creative the creative kind of hang up with with artists and healers is we have the gift now how do we get it out (laughs) there efficiently so we don't like spontaneously combust in the meantime and um why I love uh, having these conversations is to to give people who are in these different situations where they have a unique offering, a unique insight, something that has impacted their lives so deeply. And how do I package that up in a way that can help people? How do I package that up in a way that is going to be beneficial for them, but also me, <laughs> so that I'm not um, constantly swimming upstream. And um, you know, these, these journeys are, you know, we want a quick answer, but it is really like figure out what works for you. And for some people that might be one-on-one, for some people that might be um, groups or coaching or product, you know, whatever that is. So how did you um, kind of figure out what your choices were going to be? Because I know you do a lot of things. You have your own podcast called The Flower Lounge and you interview um, experts in unconventional paths of self-awareness. And you are able to reach 75 countries, which is so cool. Like talk about your 3% like ripple effect. It's (laughs) like, it's like a viral, you know, uh, flower energy just making its way through the ethers. I think that's so cool. Um, And then you're also doing things at your like brick and mortar space, right in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how did you decide which of those things to do? Was there some sort of time where it was like, you had a, an experience or a process that was like, this is what I need to do. And I'm, I'm pretty sure like, I'm going to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, well there, I guess there are a couple pivotal moments. One was when I knew I had to transition from seeing people one-on-one to making things that more people could try. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to this massive trade show, spent lots of money, put this like real funky, booth together with PVC pipe from (laughs) Home Depot and like some red velvet curtains (laughs) oh yeah and I remember asking this guy on the way into the trade show like have you been here before is this a good show for you is this you know because I was entering an arena where basically the only place you could find flower essences in the United States at that time was in health food stores Mm -hmm. so I thought that's that must be where I should, should be and the guy was like are you crazy you never make money at these shows. This is just about promotion. And I had this like sinking feeling in my belly, like, oh no, what have I done? (laughs) And I mean, it was interesting. It was a beautiful experience. Uh, Collected a lot of cards, hired my first assistant. We called and emailed about 400 people after that. And I think we got about two or three orders. Um, (laughs) Start. (laughs) <laughs> um, and it's funny. I mean, we talked to like a Whole Foods and we thought, oh, we're going to get into 40 different stores. And, and, and actually, a lot of the doors kind of slammed and it became apparent to me that that wasn't the pathway that the flowers wanted to take. Mm. I ended up running into a chef, well, running into um, this resort concept was being built in, in Paradise Valley here in Arizona. They were looking for spa products. I thought, I can make spa products. They wanted a signature scent. Mm -hmm. So long story short, um, after months of trial and error with them and having to sort of uh, win their hearts uh, over like big chemical fragrance companies, Mm -hmm. I actually found a night blooming flower the day that they hired me on their property. And I was like, oh my God, like this thing is going to bloom at night. No one's even going to know. So I snuck back on the property at 1030 at night. And sure enough, there was this massive white cactus flower basically at their front door. And so what I did was I made a flower essence out of it. And I thought, well, if nobody knows what they are, I could at least just infuse it into all of their spa products. You know, people get massage and scrub and lotion and have these nice experiences. They will get the benefit, whether they know it or not. Um, I later found out that that particular species only blooms one night a year. Wow. So it was like the answer to my prayers from the earth. And that kind of catapulted me into this whole other world of the spa industry, which I hadn't known anything about. And it was pretty cool. It was like, oh, rather than this sort of more health food oriented, super ingredient Mm -hmm. champion, it was like women run holistic whole body emotional mental spiritual physical well-being and we fit in it seemed much better there Um, although I also remember like struggling through spa trade shows and I didn't have high heels and didn't paint my fingernails and didn't go get drunk in the bar you know it was just like wherever I went I didn't really fit in Mm -hmm. I share that because I think it can inspire people who are listening Mm -hmm. you know who think oh maybe I don't how would it takes doesn't even matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, we kind of discovered online and social media. And then when I wrote the book, um, I kind of came out of this cave of writing this massive book. It took one year to write and one year to edit, and got published by Hay House. Became the time to like do. Or launch party. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what if I take all this money I've been investing into spa trade shows and I just have like, we just have events and we make them feel the way we want them to feel. So we'd have these huge flower mandalas and candlelight and food with edible flowers and beautiful music and meditation and community experiences where people, basically they came not knowing what they were getting into, which just kind of sounded cool. And they walked out like, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> like yep. inner makeover, you know, and just feeling so supported and so good. And like they had made new best friends in their own communities. Um, so from there, that particular pivotal moment taught me that I don't have to do things the way other people are doing them. I can follow those weird little intuitive, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if we did and you don't know if anyone's going to show up or come. Um, it ended up being wildly successful. We did about 20 different events all over the states and in a couple different countries. And that led to the culmination of buying this big building that we're in. Um, so, I mean, sometimes people ask me like, what advice do you give people starting their own business? And I would say, just continually follow what feels like the most you expression of your business. That without fail, you will never go wrong with that. I sometimes think to myself, oh man, you know, in the beginning, I really wanted to do YouTube and social media and put all my energy there, but I thought, no, I've got to like do these trade shows and beauty shows. And, and now I think, man, if I would have just followed my inclination, we'd probably have such a bigger audience at this point because it was in the beginning days of social media. So I can't emphasize enough to folks to like really follow what feels right for you in your body and then just know that it will turn out and you will magnetize people who love what you have to offer.
1: Uh, That's yeah, that's so perfect. Yeah. We get so caught up in Everybody else is doing this and they look successful Let's try that and then it feels so resistant because it's not what you really want in your heart. So I'm curious what your your practices are like what are some of the things that you do regularly regularly to be in touch with your intuition like I know that you have this relationship with the flowers and I'd like to talk a little bit about that too like the communication and the connection that you have with them what how does that come through? Um, But also what do you do personally to keep staying in touch with that intuition so you can keep making those aligned choices instead of from your mind?
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say that besides flower essences, the number one practice that I always go back to is meditation. I've had a daily meditation practice for the last 20 some years. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything... um, you know, long or complicated. It can literally be five minutes every morning that makes, you know, that basically turns you in a completely different direction in your life. Um because it's a way of life, it's not just those five minutes, because those five minutes bleed into all parts of your day. And just like when you put money in an investment account or in a bank, it's like interest builds up. And these things are exponential, right? So You think it's just like a little drop in the bucket. And in fact, it's, you're creating this tsunami of awareness and awakening. So meditation, um, which, you know, isn't just the five minutes. It's like, I'm walking to lunch. How does my body feel? How am I breathing? Where am I holding tension? The breeze on my skin, you know, very, very simple practices as many times as I can throughout the day, you know, uh, Sakimuni in India, who later became known as the enlightened one or the Buddha, he actually said, if we could be aware of every single breath in and out from the moment we woke up in the morning till the moment we went to sleep, we would be fully enlightened, meaning like free of anger and fear, and we would know the three times past, present, future. We would be able to see and engage with all three times. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes think, like, wow. We, we get ourselves all wrapped up in things. And if literally we just took that one practice, can I be aware of how many breaths during the day, each day, a little more, a few more, I mean, it's so simple, right? Yeah. It's not easy, but it's so simple. <laughs> so, so simple. I would say, yeah, yeah, so I would my, say, go ahead. yeah, go ahead.
1: My meditation teacher in the very beginning of me going on this journey, the, the trick that he kept trying to get me to, to realize, right. Cause it's all cryptic and riddles. And you're like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. <laughs> you know, and um, meditate every day. Sometimes I'd sit there for an hour trying to be still, you know, like trying so hard to make <laughs> it perfect, get connected, see some sort of crazy experience, whatever. <laughs> and he'd always laugh, you know, and like, okay, good, oh, good, oh good. And then started to be, when are you meditating? And I'd be like, uh, did you meditate today? I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you start making up these excuses and whatever. And I'm trying to like rationalize it until I started to realize that the meditation was in the moment. The meditation was every breath. The meditation was, do I know that I'm sitting on a chair? The meditation, you know, becomes integrated into every moment. And so I, I finally got it. And I was like, he's like, wait, you know, when, when have you been meditating? I was like, all day. right now yeah and and so it became like a joke you know and uh i keep i always keep reminding myself of that it's like oh you know when did you when are you meditating always and just to keep like you're saying just to keep that reminder going and, and flowing i love that visual of the building of awareness the tsunami that comes this flooding over of a continual uh kind of expansion as Mm -hmm. as we keep breathing and that's it. So yeah, it's beautiful.
0: And then there's the flowers. They're also like equally as supportive and helpful in terms of, you know, we've even talked to people who have been long time meditators and they feel like, huh, there's some little thing that's in the flower essences that make it easier for me, even though I've been meditating for so many years. Um and my flower essence teacher would say that we carry up to six to eight generations in our family lineage of thought patterns. Mm. So we might be thinking that. something that our great grandmother, great mm-hmm. great grandfather, you know, ruminated about. Mm-hmm. So the trick with flower essences is to allow them to elicit who we really are. Like to quiet down all of those influences inside as well as outside, right? There is mm-hmm. a collective consciousness. We feel that more than ever now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's about really turning up the dial on who you are. Um, and that's, I think, something that all of us can do. It's not just, you know, flower essence practitioners have a special relationship with flowers. We just practice it more but if you go out in your backyard and you open up your mind and you kind of look around and you see whatever trees and flowers are there and ask like does anybody have a message for me does anybody have some wisdom you'd be surprised at what pops into your mind
1: is that the kind of relationship like with your essences like are they oils is it in an oil form
0: Great question. So, there we work with two different modalities. We actually do work with essential oils and aromatherapy. Um, I love scents, it's really sensuous. But that's uh, like totally different from the flower essences, which don't have any scent. They're in a water mm. alcohol base. Um, so, what's happening is in order to collect the flower essence, we do what's called a solar infusion process, which is a fancy name for essentially finding the flower right at its full bloom point soaking it in water. The sun is the catalyst that drives the energetic signature or healing quality from the flower into the water. Water is like a recording device. You know, there are scientists that have shown that there's 440 uh, information panels on every cluster of water. And so it's similar to like the shiny rainbow stuff on the back of a CD. Mm-hmm. How the heck does that work? right? Or the even the, <laughs> yeah. the magnetic tape on a cassette. If you're as old as I am, we don't really know how that stuff works, but we know that it can record music. Mm -hmm. Um, So water is, is very similar and that's why it's the base. And then the alcohol stabilizes and preserves it. And then you can essentially infuse that into, you know, we have mists and elixirs that you take internally and oils that you put on your skin, lotion, deodorant what have you, as long as it gets in or on your body, it's like an acupuncture treatment without the needles.
1: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. This is so cool. I need all of them right now. (laughs) I'm like, I I have another interview with someone who created the thinks like period underwear. And I'm like, Uh I need those. I need, I need everything. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. So there there's no fragrance, but the the energy is in, is like suspended in the water.
0: Yeah, I mean if you think of it in terms of um computer. Okay, I'll just give you this really quick metaphor. Um people would tell me in the early days like what? Flowers have energy? Like the year so woo woo. That's crazy. But now like how on earth do our cell phones work? <laughs> right I mean seriously like, I can't think about that we don't question it because we know it works but like there are invisible waves that travel great distances from the phone that send messages, music images, videos and we could call someone in China or send it to someone in China like mm-hmm. instantly how on earth does that work right and so if humans have figured it out so Mother Earth has been around for 4.5 billion years. It only makes sense that this technology has existed for a long time. It's just we haven't seen it in the same way that we don't see the invisible waves coming off of our phone. And then you think about computers and when you do downloads, right? So it's, it's kind of similar. Imagine you go out into the forest and you come across a beautiful lady slipper, let's say, in Michigan. If you are near that flower for long enough, it's almost like... You, your energetic system can download like a packet of information or a message or quality from that flower. When you, when you become aware that that's actually what's happening when we're in nature, it completely shifts how we see things. I mean, we are living in this like living, alive uh, paradise that is just constantly interacting with us to heal us and open us up and help us see our full potential as human beings.
1: Wow. That's so cool. I'm looking out my window right now and I, I live in the woods. So it's just all this bright green with the sun. And I'm like, Trace, what's that? up? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's really cool. Oh my gosh. No wonder you're so blissful and happy. Like, like this kind of work is is so, oh my gosh, just magnificent. Even just thinking about that and connecting with that all the time. So is it more, I'm sorry, I'm like so analytical. I'm like, so is this like color or is it shape or is everything like the different flowers, the essence of each flower? Is it different um, frequencies that they carry based off of like how old they are or how wise they are? Or is it more like color or shape or just
0: That's a really good question. That is such a great question. I'm just so Um, curious
1: from like a learning perspective when you're like learning from this flower shaman, how to identify, oh, this lady slipper would more carry this frequency or this rose would carry this frequency, um, which probably roses are the one we hear about the most with the, you know, healing, um, that's so, I'm just so curious now, like how would you?
0: Yeah, I think you can, there are some similarities of, in color. So mm-hmm. they're um, like white flowers often tend to bloom at night, which is a really um, like moon flowers enhanced yin capacity, which would mm-hmm. mean typically helping us look at things that have been in the shadow or that we haven't wanted to look at. Okay. Pink, pink flowers, typically not always, but can tend towards like love and compassion But then there's an element of where does this flower grow? And what I've found over the years from just going out into the wild and crazy places and collecting flowers is Mm -hmm. every place has an energetic signature. Mm -hmm. So in going to Iceland, for example, I found that many of the flowers, although they each have a little bit different quality, give you this sense of like childlike wonder Mm -hmm. and openness. Whereas uh, the flowers in Costa Rica in the jungle are more about uh, facing your like deepest weird fears. Mm -hmm. Whereas the flowers in Southeast Asia are about like prolific abundance and incredible anything is possible. Like if you think about the way that the plants grow, they just like, you know, grow so quickly there. Um, So some of it has to do with place. And, and then they each just have their own unique thing. Right. I mean. Um, it kind of reminds
1: me of like your astrological imprint, you know, it's like, Oh, your sun sign is I'm Capricorn. However, my rising is this. And my, you know, my uh, moon was in this and my, my mid heaven is over here. And, but also this isn't, my sun is in the third house, you know, all these different things. And so not one is the same, but they all have this depth of, of, uh, personality and, and, uh, you
0: Like know, humans, quirks. like a fingerprint, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: That's so cool. Ah, oh, I'm in love with this. This is so cool. I did. I literally didn't know anything about this and now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so into it because I've studied so many different things, you know, chakras and color therapy and music and sound and, um, Plants have always been around me. My grandmother was, um, she's since passed, but she was the president of her herb guild. And she's like, oh, gee, using Arnica, rubbing stuff all over me, you know, and we're always like, grandma. And uh, so I grew up with her um, gardening and pressing flowers and she had pressed flowers everywhere. Like we would pick them and put them in phone books and stuff.
0: That's so cool.
1: Um, She lived in Ohio and that was what she did her whole life. And so hearing about flowers from this different perspectives, like instantly for me personally, it's like bringing back all of these um, kind of nostalgic moments and feelings of, oh, my gosh, like maybe that was happening at that time. Or maybe I was experiencing that from these little, you know, violets or different things like that. So cool.
0: Absolutely. In in fact, there's a really cool exercise that we do sometimes where you, we can do it. It takes two seconds, three seconds. So you close your eyes and you go back to childhood and you just think about a time when you were playing around flowers or trees or plants and just see what pops into your mind. And then if you can describe that flower in three words, without using color or scent it was kind of like what's the personality describing it in three words and then when you're ready you can open your eyes and share anything about what you were up to what you were doing what the flower was in the three words I'm like
1: crying (laughs) oh my gosh that's powerful wow oh my gosh well, I was definitely in my grandma's backyard and she had wildflowered fields and she lived in this big woodsy area with like little gnome trinkets and things like that, bridges in a pond and daffodils everywhere and joy, like overwhelming amount of joy and um, like freedom and happiness, just all of this abundance of like frolicking and just I just I could feel dirt in my toenails and oh my gosh like moist grass and like the smell of it that just like came flooding into me holy cow but the yellow like that bright vibrant joy we don't, I don't feel as often anymore when I'm like stuck in front of a computer. And
0: like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. we, we forget that, right? Sometimes when we think about those moments, it's like, wow, when was the last time I felt that way? And in that particular exercise, usually we'll, we find that um, the way you describe your favorite childhood flower actually describes the way that you bring your essence or the way that you bring your greatest work into the world. So the essence of how you bring your work into the world would be this abundance of joy and freedom and happiness and frolicking. Does that sound like you?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it does. And it's so interesting because sometimes we want to resist that because we want to fit, right? Like you're talking about in the beginning, like we want to fit into, um, what everything else is going on, you know, to be a businesswoman, to be empowered, to be strong, to be entrepreneurial, to be a leader. I think of the old way, right? This
0: pantsuits,
1: pantsuit, <laughs> and like serious, and can't, and can't, and in, in loud, and and um, all of these things that are much colder than um, joy and happiness and frolicking. <laughs> But, yeah, I'd say my soul is definitely that way. Um, and it's almost like this little internal battle of um, that daffodil, that yellow, that bright, that joy trying to snuff out that idea of of harshness and coldness and seriousness. That um, is ingrained in me probably from this ancestral lineage that we have... <laughs> have said, wow, I feel like I should pay you for this right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> oh, it's a nice, guys,
0: it's wow. a nice gauge, right? Because then like that's kind of the key is like in any space, in any moment you can be like, am I frolicking? Am I freedom? Am I joy? Am I am I embodying who I really am? And the closer we can get to whatever that is, that is our unique right? Our unique Mm. signature. The more we can exercise that, the more successful we will be, the more money we'll have, the more fulfillment we'll have, the more satisfaction. I I know that from experience and I can't say that I've perfected it (laughs) in any means, but.
1: Uh, Well, you've gotten really close because, wow, in two seconds, you got me feeling all kinds of things. I feel like. I just put down something. Oh, thank you. So great. Okay. So for this last part, I have a little game. It's called okay. Boil It Down. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know you are coming on to a game show host, did you? <laughs> no. Because I'm frolicking fun. and fun and free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, So I'll ask you, I write these down intuitively before I get on with you. And I just am like, "Hmm, what, what, what questions fun, fun or intense do I feel like asking Katie? And so I write them down just quick, like in three seconds. And then I'm going to ask you them. And then you respond in one word answer.
0: Okay. Sounds great.
1: Okay. What flower expresses your soul?
0: My blooming Jasmine.
1: Favorite season. Summer. You can live on any other planet safely aside from Earth. What is it? Venus. Oh, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> if your name were a flower's name, which would you choose?
0: Yasmin. Yasmin.
1: Most favorite time of day? Morning. Favorite fragrance?
0: Oh my gosh, Jasmine.
1: Most powerful plant you've experienced? There's so many. Mm. Mm.
0: We'll just go with sacred day mm. Cool, that's all I got. That's
1: fun. I love that. <laughs> so what is um, Jasmine to you? Is that, what? what is Jasmine for? Like if you were going to use Jasmine essence, um, what would that mm-hmm. be for?
0: Yeah. So that one came up a lot. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, personally, I love Jasmine because when you look at it, it's so simple and plain. It's like a little white star. Yeah. Nothing grandiose, right? Simplicity. Very simple. But when you walk by, especially at night, it's like, whoa, what? is that you're just like in a cloud you're transported to a whole other world in a second what is that you're just enveloped you can't it stops you in your tracks i love that quality about it um as a flower essence it can help us uh dissolve um, self-critical tendencies like oh man i have cellulite on my thighs and i don't like how my jawline meets my whatever and you know any of those little nitpicky things we do with ourselves uh, can also dissolve loneliness and help us feel more connected. It makes us feel beautiful. Just like that feeling when you stop and you're just enveloped by this scent, It it's sort of like reflects back to you that element of yourself that you are this overwhelmingly beautiful, sensuous human being Um Connected, you know, just like oh, it's that like divine essence that's just overflowing. Um, that is completely free of those little making smalls, you know, like don't like Mm. myself or jealous or how come she has it better than I do or why am I so alone? Mm. It's that overflowing beauty.
1: Oh, I love that inner beauty, so good. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on today. This was great. This was so much fun. You're amazing. So much
0: fun. You're I keep... such a great interviewer, my God.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I keep finding my fellow Michiganders all in my life's journey. <laughs> I couldn't leave, so I keep collecting everybody, finding all the people out there. Um, and I love that so much. Well, I hope that you have a great day. And I will um, put all of your links down below to your book and your podcast and your website and your Instagram. So everyone can come stalk you and find out all about flowers. And now I'm going to, too. I'm like, I started researching and looking at all your stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could spend a week just diving into all that you've done and um, all the amazing things you have to offer. And I'm very thankful that our paths Mm. have collided because this is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I would definitely love to interview you on my podcast as well. Thank you. Like okay, I okay. i
1: already know like flower revolution is like everybody's Christmas present this year. And <laughs> like, if my husband wants to buy me a birthday present, I'm like, we need flower essences. So <laughs> thank you so much. It really, thank really you. was a treat.
0: So sweet to be here. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. I'll see you later.